Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hey, everyone. I'm Jeff Zeleny, CNN's chief national affairs correspondent, in today for David Chalian. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, May 31st. Once again, it's the economy, stupid. President Biden and his administration are trying to show that they're all hands on deck in hopes of tackling inflation in the United States. So the White House unveiled today a month-long focus on the economy as prices for food, gas, housing on the rise, and a worrisome new poll from Gallup showing economic pessimism is also rising. This is the backdrop for a very rare Oval Office meeting today we saw that President Biden called with the chairman of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, and Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen to talk about the economy. But the president made clear the White House is not directly responsible for inflation, but of course he'll be blamed for it. My plan is to address inflation. It starts with a simple proposition. Respect the Fed. Respect the Fed's independence. The Fed has dual responsibilities. One, full employment. Two, stable prices. But the president made clear his chief goal is overseeing a historic recovery to a period of steady growth that works for families. There's no doubt inflation has become the top domestic concern for President Biden, Vice President Harris, and everyone at the White House, especially with the midterm elections looming that already look like an uphill challenge for Democrats. So this unprecedented push from the White House, all designed to show that he feels your pain. The president is on this. It started with an op-ed in The Wall Street Journal on Monday. It was written under the byline of President Biden himself, where he outlined plans to tackle inflation and help the U.S. economy. He talked about things like clean energy tax credits and fixing broken supply chains, improving infrastructure, pointing back again to that bipartisan infrastructure bill passed last year, and lowering the cost of childcare. He boiled it down to that he wants to make everyday goods more affordable and continue reducing the federal deficit. Of course, the question is, how can he do that? And when will that happen? But at the same time, every American obviously has noticed that gas prices have continued to climb, regardless of what the administration has done. They've tried several things. So the president clearly is saying in this op-ed in The Wall Street Journal, he said the American people should have confidence that the economy, yes, it faces challenges, but it does so from a position of strength. And this really gets to the challenge for the president. You don't talk down the economy, but you can't talk up the economy too much because then it makes it look like you are out of touch. So that is exactly what his team is doing. Just today alone, they had at least 20 television hits all across cable news, including here on CNN, making those points. Here is Deputy Treasury Secretary Wally Adiyamo. The president has demonstrated that he understands the American people's biggest challenge at the moment is high prices. And we've actually taken immediate action. He's going to do everything he can to make sure that we bring down the cost of goods working with the Fed. And top White House economic advisor Brian Deese. What we have seen over the course of the last year plus in the United States is a historically strong economic recovery, and that has been supported by this president's economic policies. And longtime economic advisor to President Biden, Jared Bernstein. Every forecast we've seen has inflation growing more slowly towards the end of this year. We're in the business of making sure those forecasts come to pass. How can we do that? Well, we can ease pressure at the pump. So clearly, every White House official and the president can say what they want, but this is not how Americans are feeling. It is clear week after week, and in a new poll today from Gallup showing that Americans are deeply pessimistic about how they see the economy. This new poll shows that 46% view the economy as poor, which is worse than last month. 
People also say they're feeling the pinch. 54% say they've cut back on driving somewhat, and 63% say they've changed their grocery store habits at least to a point. Now, gas prices underscore all of this, and they have set a fresh record over this last holiday weekend. A report from AAA says the national average for a gallon of regular gas, 4.62 today. Now, this is about a 44-cent hike from last month alone. So the president has repeatedly tried to place blame for these higher prices on Russia's invasion of Ukraine, calling the sticker shock Putin's price hike. It is unclear if any of that is working, because it's clear that gas prices were already on the rise long before the Ukraine invasion. And when you step back, one of the biggest bottom line challenges is, was the Biden administration asleep at the switch here? Think back to last summer. This was a time when the country was slowly moving out of the pandemic, or so we thought. They did not want to raise the red flag of inflation. So they said it was temporary, and they really did not act. The Federal Reserve went on to raise rates twice, but not nearly soon enough in the eyes of many critics. One of those central critics, former Treasury Secretary Larry Summers, he has been among the first to sound the alarm on inflation. He's been very critical of the Fed's response. Now, he spoke with The Washington Post today, and he touted the Biden administration's plan that was outlined in The Wall Street Journal. He also slammed the Fed for its inaction. And now here's his inflation prediction. I think the right presumption is that you have to increase interest rates by more than inflation has gone up if you want to have any prospect of containing inflation. It would surprise me if we returned to the 2% target next year. It was just last week on President Biden's first presidential trip to Asia when a reporter asked him the question on a lot of people's minds. Is a recession in the United States inevitable? No, this is going to be a haul. This is going to take some time. So yes, the president said it's going to be a haul. Yes, he said it's going to take some time, but he said, no, there is not going to be a recession. That, of course, is something out of his control. Now, the odds of a recession hitting, uh, really, some experts disagree on that. We will likely know in the coming weeks and certainly months if that happens. There is much reason to believe that inflation has hit its peak. If that happens, there is likely not going to be a recession, of course. But this is one thing above all that worries and hangs over the White House. Now, the jobs report for May comes out on Friday. That could bring more positive headlines for the Biden administration or perhaps more negative ones. There will be other monthly job reports between now and the November election. But regardless of what those show, the president has a tough job ahead of him trying to make the argument why Democrats and the policies of this administration should remain in control. Republicans are trying to use inflation and the economy as a central part of their argument to win back the House and perhaps even the Senate. That will be the soundtrack of the summer, at least politically speaking, for Republicans, Democrats, and certainly the White House. And that's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing, netsuite.com briefing.